Welcome back to Quantum Conversations. My name is Sarah, and I'm so excited to bring you another episode with my co-host, Carrie Bennett. We are really enjoying giving you this show and talking about these topics that seem really complex so that we can help them be a little bit more understandable to the everyday person. I just wanted to remind you to head down into the show notes to make sure you get my free resources and Carrie's free resources. We've both spent a lot of time compiling our favorite list of products, as well as how you can actually implement a lot of these things into your daily life for free using our guides. We also both have amazing courses that you have access to in the show notes as well. And we co-host a course together called Quantum Fertility. We've actually had some quantum fertility babies just born this summer, and we have several quantum fertility pregnancies going on right now where women were told that they were not going to get pregnant and we have been able to show them the way using these circadian principles and quantum biology and we're so grateful for this so make sure you head down to the show notes check out those resources check out those courses and if you are enjoying the show if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe to our channel hit the like button leave us a comment and if you're listening on the podcast app please head on over to apple or spotify leave us up to a five-star review since we are such a brand new show we want to make sure that we're getting this message out to as many people as possible again we want to make these concepts of quantum biology and circadian biology understandable and applicable to the everyday person. We want you to pull up a chair, come hang out and enjoy this conversation with me and Carrie and have a fantastic day. Hello, welcome to Quantum Conversations. Carrie and I are so excited to have you back. Today, we are gonna talk about a question we get all the time and that is, family members, kids, husbands, how do we kind of live this lifestyle and, and have families, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Because, um, this, this stuff is still considered weird and out there a lot Mm -hmm. of it. And so it's not unusual at all to have family members kind of look at you like, have you gone off the deep end? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of, we've been there and we want to walk you through kind of like how to navigate that and things that we know, like I can tell you a, a, several things too, about like how not to force family members into this as well. And just oh, yeah. you do, basically you do you. So where do you want to start? Yeah. I feel like my biggest thing is you have to lead by example um, that's where I had to get to with my family. I don't know if yours was like that too. Cause you have exactly. a husband, you have two sons and a daughter. So I feel like the men are a little bit harder <laughs> to, to convince. So you have three men in your house. Um, but that's usually my first piece of advice to people is like, do it yourself and don't freak out about all the lights on at night, wear your blue blockers, try to sequester some time and space where you can be in a, in your own little space and environment. Um, but I don't know how you dealt with that with your family. Well, you know, first and foremost, like, I, you know, I, I came across Dr. Cruz's work and then all of the people he was talked about, Alexander Wunsch, mm-hmm. James Ashman, all these people, I came across that work probably about you know, almost 10 years ago. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's, um, 
it, it was like when I started wearing blue blockers, I started wearing clear ones. Like I don't oh, even yeah. know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I didn't know that. I didn't know why those were not okay. Right? right. So for anyone listening, they don't actually block out the right amount of blue light that we need blocked out for it to be beneficial for melatonin production. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. And that's why you hear a lot of the news headlines and I, and Dr. Huberman even said this on his podcast, and I think he's shifting his perspective now. Yeah. Um, but even he said, well, the research shows that these don't do anything, but when you look at the actual glasses, the blue blocking glasses that they were using, it was the clear lens technology, which oftentimes just looks like a blue sheen. If you will, mm-hmm. if you look at it in the right light, right. It looks like a blue sheen over the lens. And when you actually measure what that blocks with a spectrometer, you realize it blocks a small percentage of one or two or maybe five wavelengths of a, of a hundred that wavelengths, right? That need to get mm-hmm. blocked. So you're blocking such a tiny, tiny portion of blue light that it does, of course, it's going to do next to nothing right. because the receptors in our eyes that sense blue light are receptive to a whole range of the blue frequencies, including into the green spectrum. Even. Exactly. I was going to say green too. Yep. So, so yeah, it makes no, it, it's obvious why, why the clear ones didn't make any sense, but you know, I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't know it at the time. Right. But when I started, when I started transitioning to the orange lenses that actually made a difference for me, um, that's where it was just like, what are you doing? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, I know. I know my husband too. He's like, what is up with these glasses you're wearing? Like, I don't get this, (laughs) you know? And then I started changing the light bulbs and he got really mad about that. No. Yeah. And so here's, I think here's hint hint on a, like step one, you protect your eyes first Mm -hmm. because you protect your eyes with the orange tone glasses then you go, that's, that does a lot in terms of protecting those receptors in your eyes from sensing Mm -hmm. blue light a lot. Um, you know, and then like, then my next thing in the the house was, can we just turn lights off, especially Mm -hmm. overhead lighting? Yes. Because I don't know about you, but that it's that overhead lighting to me, because the, because biologically I'm designed to only see overhead lighting right, right over when the, in the middle of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so even without changing any bulbs or anything, it was just like, can we use this off. table lamp or can yeah. we turn all the overhead lights off? Can we turn lights off and just make mm-hmm. it dimmer in general? Mm-hmm. And then once I knew which, which like, you know, how we could kind of navigate through the house, you know, which lights in the kitchen we would want on, like we had a tiny little one that goes over our sink or which, which lamps we would be using. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, I'm changing these bulbs out now. Like, and I'm not telling anybody. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, I mean, that was the smoothest transition as opposed yeah. to, you know, as opposed to put on, put on your blue blockers, right? right? Exactly. Or, you know, turn, turn off, turn every light off, or, you know, we have to have red bulbs only. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. And that's like, I think a lot of people, they'll take my courses or maybe even yours too. And they think like, I have to do this all at once. It has to be perfect or it's not gonna make a difference. And I so often have to say in my private community, please do not let perfect be the enemy of good. You make these little small changes, you're going to feel a difference. You're going to see a difference. And if you just make the change in yourself first, it's going to help. You can't fix everything all in one day. And so 
simple rules. If you're up before the sun rises, put on your blue blockers, right? Preferably orange tone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're walking around the house, you probably don't want to wear red because you'll bump into stuff could get hurt. And then after sunset, same thing, put on orange tone. And sometimes I'll even wear yellow, the raw optics yellow, because the raw optics yellow, yellow, yeah, they block out more of the blue and green than the Viva rays do um, on purpose. So I'll wear those sometimes if, you know, the sunset's really early in the winter and then I might switch to orange around like seven o'clock and then I'll switch to red around eight, you know, like like switching out. Yeah. Yeah. I just switch out, which is, you don't have to do that, but I'm just saying for like simple blue blockers before sunrise, blue blockers after sunset. And maybe that's all that you do in the first, you know, and no overhead lights on. Right. Yeah. And let me, so also that's just, this is just another family thing that, that, that discussion there just uh, reminded me of. And it's like, there's sports practices that I go to for my, with my Mm. kids in the middle of winter, where you're in a fluorescent lit gymnastic studio or gymnasium. And my kids have very kindly told me that I'm not welcome with orange toad lenses. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're exactly right. I would, I wear a, the, the deeper yellow yellow tone Mm -hmm. lenses with a hat on, like just a baseball cap. Mm -hmm. And I find that that has a very, a a decently protecting effect on my circadian rhythm to the extent that when I get outside, because I'm only going to drive with the yellow lenses. I'm never going to drive with oranges or reds. So when I'm outside and I'm driving home with the yellows and I've got the natural darkness of winter surrounding me, I feel my melatonin start to recover really, really quickly. And so that's another hack too, right? Like you, it, it, Ideally, I would never have to do that, right? If I was just focusing on my circadian rhythm, Mm -hmm. but I've got a family and I want my kids to participate in these activities that they love. And I enjoy watching them, you know, participate in these activities Mm -hmm. that they love as well. And so, um, like you said, perfection is the enemy of all of this Mm -hmm. stuff, right? You can do things well enough and it's the consistency that matters. Your body's not stupid, right? right. You're not, it's good. It's going to sink right back up. That's mm-hmm. just a small blip in time where there's a little bit of confusion, but it's going to sink right back up as soon as you get to a more ideal circadian environment. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what people need to understand. And, you know, so the question I think a lot of people will have is like, what about your kids? You know, they're doing the sports under these bright fluorescent lights at night and maybe they're wearing tank tops or, you know, how do you manage them in this process? Kids are a lot more resilient, I think, mm, than, yeah. than grownups. Um, and I do feel like uh, it crosses my mind, right? In terms of like, Ooh, eight o'clock at night, mm-hmm. December fluorescent mm-hmm. lit, lit basketball practice, not ideal. Right. Um, but what we do then is we just, uh, thankfully, so my, like my kids now have gotten to the point where when they get home and it's a certain time of night, they want their orange tone blue blockers. Mm-hmm. It's not a, and my husband too, right? It's not a chore. And, and, it, and you know, it's, I never used it as a chore. I just, I just, like you said, imitated the behavior that I thought was healthy And now they're starting to want it as well because they recognize that watching, you know, football at at eight o'clock at 830 at night in the middle of winter isn't necessarily supportive with a bright TV screen shining their face. It just viscerally doesn't feel good to them anymore. And so I do feel like we're at this point where we do the best we can. We'll we'll make the house dim after a bright practice like that. We'll make the house dim. They'll put on their orange tone blue blockers. And so we'll recover as much melatonin as we can. And then 
in when we're driving into school, I, you know, have my windows down at some point in the middle of the drive and I say sunrise eyes, right? And they look to the brightest part of the sky or we're outside in the uh, the weekends or in the afternoons or we'll have a campfire. We'll, we'll be outside all year round as well to try to just allow the brain to sync up to the natural frequencies whenever possible. And so, you know, the kids do okay. Like, you know, if you're, if this was someone who was coming to me with maybe uh, a really advanced cancer, I would, I would potentially have different advice, but kids recover really, really quickly. Yeah. So with your kids at school too, that's another question I got from a group member this week. She's like, should I pull my kids out of school and homeschool them? They have to go. There's, under there's these... a lot that there's a lot you got to consider in terms of, yeah, terms of beyond circadian stuff. I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's what her question was. She's just like, I, they have windows that don't open. They only go outside once a day. Like, is it really, really bad for them to be in this environment? Should I pull them out and homeschool them? And I'm like, mm, I wouldn't necessarily do that unless you really want to. I'm not against homeschooling if you want to homeschool, but yeah. I've got, yeah, I, uh, some families that I know pretty closely do homeschool their children and it's beautiful, right? Because they've gotten, to the, they've gotten into this circadian lifestyle and they wake up and they go outside first thing and go on a family walk and they spend mm-hmm. some morning light. They capture that morning light and then the kids go in and they do their the, the, their schoolwork and then they go back outside. A lot, lot more time spent outside by far. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, when we're at a traditional school, that lighting is fluorescent garbage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That um, the non-native EMFs, because now everything is why there's Wi-Fi everywhere. Every, every kid has a tablet mm-hmm. or, or a laptop or something. It It, it is substantial, a substantial challenge, I think, um, mm-hmm. these days that we're putting on our kids with it. But I just know personally, my children would not want to be homeschooled by me. Yeah. Right. Like it, it would, it would break their hearts because they've gotten into this routine. They love their classmates. They love their school. Um, that, that, that just, that, that emotional trauma would have been worse. I think than what's happening with the fluorescent lights. Now my kids are at a school, are at a school where the teachers, uh, because of COVID actually rec- want to open windows and recognize mm-hmm. that kids do better with open windows and there's no air conditioning. So the windows have to be open at this, at the majority of the year, because of the fact that, you know, you have to let the fresh air in or it gets hot as heck in there. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a, maybe a slightly different environment. It's a case by case basis, but like you have to, you have to, there's a lot of things to assess. There's no mm-hmm. right or wrong. It's, you know, I've got, if, if I had a kid, maybe that had a mitochondrial dysfunction or start yeah. to show mitochondrial dysfunction, severe anxiety, severe depression, which is what those, that's what oftentimes picks up very quickly with in, in kids, um, just a general fatigue that I see quite a bit that's happening as well. Those are the types of things where you have to ask yourself, maybe this is someone who would do better in an environment where we can get them more natural light exposure and really mm-hmm. be more in control of those environmental exposures that can be, can be harmful. Yeah. And, you know, they can do, you can do things for your kids when they get home, obviously outside grounded, bare feet, bare feet outside. Yep. You know, I was even t- telling one of my group members, maybe see if they'll drink a little bit of hydrogen water, get some nice spring water minerals, give them a hydrogen tablet when they get home, see if they will drink that. And I think that could help to offset some of that stress from being in that environment with blue light all day and no windows and not being outdoors. Um, I don't know. What yeah. do you, what do you think about that? 
Well, you know, I do. I send my kids. So you and I have the spring aqua water mm-hmm. system and it, it dissolves the hydrogen into the water without tasting like the dissolved hydrogen you get from a tablet, which has a more metallic-y taste to it because it's a metallic magnesium that is that needs to dissolve to create that hydrogen gas. So with the spring aqua system, it has a handle that we can just use, uh, we can pour water that we can just pour water that's molecular hydrogen. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the one I always send my kids to school with is just a big, their big old water bottle full of hydrogen rich water, because I know what they're, what they're dealing with it, with the wireless radiation and the the blue light for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, like you said, th- what, how do you mitigate? Well, we get the light exposure before we go into school. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the light exposure on the car ride home. We we, mm-hmm. we go outside in the afternoon. We touch the bare, our, our bare feet to the earth. All these things can just help to allow a body to both mitigate the damage and maintain circadian rhythmicity. Exactly. And at night, how do you handle your kids? Like you said, they're a little bit more resilient, but they want to wear their blue blockers. How the heck did you get them to that place? Because that's a question I get from a lot of people is like, how do you get your kids or teenagers? I know you don't have teenagers yet. Darn close. And yeah. actually my seven-year-old, she feels quite like a teenager. <laughs> um, but you right. I, I lived it and I don't, I don't know. Like, I do feel like there is this resonance that happens. Right. And my husband started to notice it first in terms of, I was, I was putting these on. I I'm a, I feel like I'm thriving. I feel super healthy. I feel great. I've got energy when I need to. And so like, I don't know if something clicked in his brain first mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. let me put let me put the the orange tones on and then when he then when he started wearing those regularly he there there comes a certain time of night where he for sure if he's watching TV or looking at his phone wants to have them on like he mm-hmm. will he, it's no chore whatsoever mm-hmm. he seeks them out and then because he and my son uh, really bonded over watching things like uh, football, you know, at, you know, in the evening, if you mm-hmm. will, then, then my oldest, my 12 year old really also started recognizing, wow. Yeah. He tried them out and he feels better with them. So again, it's not a chore for him either. Right. It, it was a, it was just a great, it was a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing too, is um, I have had clients really figure out ways to change the screens that, that they're looking at. So mm-hmm. one really fascinating thing that one of my clients did was she figured out how to basically cast what her computer screen was playing onto her TV. And I'm not Mm. tech savvy. I'm certain there was a cord. There's some cords attached. And so on her computer screen, she had Iris Tech software. Yeah. Right. And so she was able to mitigate the blue and really, you know, uh, really reduce it enough so that family would still watch it, not complete red, Mm -hmm. complete red, but that typically doesn't go well with the Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But enough where it really made a difference in terms of mitigating the the light coming from it and then watching that at night, as opposed to uh, like the, the, that, those screens from like, I don't know. My, my biggest nightmare is like going to a hotel for, for several reasons, right? Oh, yeah, it's totally. brighter than all heck, but mm-hmm. not going to be about star. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if you've ever tried to watch TV at a hotel, I swear they up the brightness on it's those so things. so bright. It's yeah. insane. And I'm it always really like, my, to my kids, I'm always like, let me find the settings first. I like try to turn the back, if I can, like the backlight, I turn it way down. I increase yep. the red tint. I know the hotels hate me because I'm like, yep always modifying the setting, but like 
TVs are bright these oh, days. Oh yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah, I remember the the last time I stayed in a hotel, and I was I bet we were talking about HRV a little bit before this, and we've I've been playing with the Aura Ring, keeping on airplane mode. Of course, if you're going to wear one of these airplane mode, and don't use an Apple Watch, don't use a Fitbit. Those are going to still give you non AVMF, but these are okay on airplane mode, not perfect. Um, but my HRV was a thirteen. <clears throat> the last time I stayed in a hotel and I'm like, I know why we know why is yeah. Because you open your phone and it's like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. It's like everywhere you're surrounded by it. There's blue light that you, even though you bring your electrical tape and try to, you know, stomp it out, it's still towels under the doors. The hall light doesn't come. I had this alarm clock that I swear was like glued into the wall that I couldn't unplug. So I had to like cover with a bunch of towels. I'm but, like, but one just won't do. One towel won't do. No, you, you need legitimately like three or four. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. That light's so bright. It's insane. It's or thermostats. I've seen the thermostats oh, that are like, and I'm like, on. how do I fit this towel? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We had thermos, we have thermostats in our bedroom. We have a really huge bedroom. So they're not like right next to us or anything, but I actually took blackout curtains and like, cut them in the shape of the thermostat and use electrical tape. So they're like, perfect. <laughs> like perfect. I can't do this. Yeah. So, I mean, a little tangent there, but I feel like <laughs> that's one of the things that people just really worry about with their kids is like, how the heck do I get them to be compliant with these things? And I think you're right. It's, it's a resonance thing. They kind of see us doing it. That's why I'm like with everybody, do this yourself. They're going to notice a difference with you, with your energy, your mood, all that stuff. And they're going to want to do it because my husband was the same way. It took him two years to get to the point where he wanted to try some blue blockers. He's like, okay, can you order me some of those glasses? And I was like, sure. And I think Rudy had reached out from Viva Rays. I was like, you want to I'm, I have these new ones. You want to try them out? And I'm like, let's get them for my husband. And so, yeah, he was the same way. Like he finally uh, got to the point where he wanted to wear them. So I'm like, okay, cool. And we don't really watch a ton of TV at our house either, but if he does football, then yeah, you can wear the blue blockers. So yeah, it, it, it's, it has made a difference and it's just cool to have the experience of seeing a husband and kids go from really not noticing the visceral brightness. Like it's, for me, when I, I get, I do get a visceral reaction me too. When I, when, if I, yeah. if I don't protect my eyes. Um, and so now it's almost like they're, they're tuning their antenna to mm -hmm. what is healing and healthy. It's just a cool transition to see because now they do recognize that, that it's too bright. Like they don't, mm -hmm. they don't want that. So, mm -hmm. but it, it's time, it's patience. My family was two years, maybe longer, actually. I mean, maybe five years, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a process and that doesn't just because they don't do it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. Exactly. Benefit. Yeah. The other one yeah. that I think that I'm certain Sarah, you get questions about in your for on your Instagram post and in your community is what about the Wi-Fi router? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That can be a tough one. And I feel like husbands fight over that more than a anything. Mm -hmm. Like they get mad. My, Cause my husband was really mad about it for a long time. And like, I'm turning off the Wi-Fi at night. Like I have a little a remote beside the bed flips it off and he would get really pissed. And you know, that's just one of those things like, sorry, that's what, yeah. that's what we do. You know? Um, yeah. How about you? 
Well, yeah. I mean, that was a weird one as well, because with us, I think we have, we have certain things that hook back into the Wi-Fi that like once it's unplugged, it needs to, you need to reconnect to this, this uh, setting or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. there's reconnection that's annoying, like on his work computer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's how my husband's is too. That's why he was getting so irritated. It's like, I have to reconnect my work computer and da 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 and it's yeah I think that was the main issue that he had with him right well and then at, at some point I just feel like he got over it he recognized yep. it's an extra it's an extra minute of reconnect let it go through it's like I don't know what it does maybe it connects to make mm-hmm. sure this is a safe source of wi-fi yep. or whatever whatever yeah and once 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 it was just like okay I got over we got over the need to like have to wait two minutes right every time that okay it's so now he will I, I, I've done, I've tried a couple of things, right? I tried the clicker. Mm-hmm. We lose things, right? We yep. lose things in our house. I get it. Right. So we tried the clicker, which is a great, it is, a, it's a great option if it yep. works, right? If you don't lose yep. things, we lose stuff. Um, we've, I tried a timer mm-hmm. as well. Yep. We've got which some of those. does work, but there are just, there is a rare instance where you need Wi Fi a little later than your timer or a little earlier than your timer. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of like, oh, wait, let me just, let me. So, and, and so once it became a, the last person up at night unplugs it. And then we just pl- first person up plugs it in easy. or whenever you need it. Right. It's, it's easy. That's how we do it. And it just works for us. Yeah. That's smart. Cause sometimes that clicker <laughs> would malfunction and I'd be in the middle of a work day and need to get on zoom and it was off. Yeah. And I couldn't get on zoom. I could. Yeah. And so the clicker can be hit or miss sometimes. Like it's, usually it would work great, but every now and then it caused an issue. So that's also a great solution of just last person up, unplug the Wi-Fi, just do it. And for those of you, because I can picture a couple of people um, whose whose significant others are not, are completely resistant to it at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I say is if you can relocate that Wi-Fi router as yes, far away from far your bedroom away. as possible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's gonna be supportive, right? We're we're talking Mm -hmm. steps here. Um, I mean, I have had clients who had the Wi-Fi router either in their bedroom. In the bedroom. That's the worst. Or like office, not in the the next room, sharing a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and, And it made a big difference to relocate that, even though they're not necessarily turning it off at night. So... Yeah, ours is like on the it's in the basement basically. Yeah, so, ours is far far away from, yeah, from where I'm all the bedrooms. Right We're like two <laughs> floors up from the Wi-Fi at our house, which is great. Yeah. But we still unplug it because I think that's just the healthiest thing to do for the kids and yourself. The wildlife at night <laughs> like yeah. everything, right? Every yeah. creature that actually needs to recognize Earth's natural fields. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing too, that I think is a low hanging fruit that maybe won't give too much resistance that we have talked about before. is just a reminder to unplug things in your room, in your bedroom, Mm -hmm. in your Mm -hmm. kitchen, in your workspace, Mm -hmm. um, try not to be within. I think, I think that a really good rule of thumb is try not to be sitting regularly within six feet of anything that's plugged in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So especially sleeping, right? Which means sleeping is the most important, most important. Um, also too, I have had clients with sleeping, they, I have had them move their bed so that it's not near an outlet, even Mm -hmm. with nothing plugged in. And that Mm -hmm. has made a difference as well. Yeah. And you know, you have to think about what's on the other side of the wall. Cause my son's room 
um, there's a washer dryer on the other side of the wall. So I was like, well, I can't put the crib up against that wall. The crib has to go the other wall. Um, because if we're running washer dryer, cause we go through a lot of laundry at our house and he'll probably be sleeping when we're doing that. So that was a, something that I knew we needed to do. So that's another thing is like, where's your bed in relation to, these devices because it will, when Shane, Shane from optimal dwelling came to my house and showed me a lot of the stuff, like I didn't even know the Bluetooth was on, on my computer. <laughs> Cause he's like, your computer's unplugged and it's hardwired. Why is it still giving off all this, um, non-AVMF and it the Bluetooth was on my computer. So he turned it off and then it was like, oh, then the meter calmed down. So all these little things we don't realize are kind of going on can really, really, really emit a lot of non-native EMF in the family environment. And then again, like if your kid, if you have a noise machine in the bedroom for your kid, make sure it's six feet away from and the bed. hardwired. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Don't have a wireless noise machine. And then there's like some of them, Shane was showing me like the the dome, D-O-H-M, those have like um actually like a motor that spins. And those are really, really high in non-native EMF. He's like, if you can just get a digital one that has the sounds uploaded into it, those yeah. are better. Because I had one of those in the baby's room, the digital one. He's like, oh yeah, that's fine. And he measured it, made sure it was across the room. And he's like, yeah. So we've got an air doctor and a noise machine in the baby's room. And we just make sure that they're six feet away from the bed um, so that he's not picking that up when he's sleeping. Perfect. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. That's great. Um, I think if also something that I think is an important discussion with this whole household and family dynamic is the co the cost of some of the, th the mitigation strategies or maybe mm -hmm. even some of the support strategies like a mm -hmm. red light therapy panel or water mm -hmm. filtration. Yes. And so maybe we can give like the, the free and easy or the cheap and mm -hmm. easy first because yeah. I got into all of this, the cheap and easy route, mm -hmm. right? Like I bought the, the, like the cheapest, but best quality water filter pitcher I could possibly get, right? Like mm -hmm. I got a, a heat bulb as opposed mm -hmm. to a sauna first. Like I got into it that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, that was the best way to really um, kind of test things out, but also then just slowly, you know, everyone's well, I'm going to upgrade this. I'm going to upgrade mm -hmm. that. So mm -hmm. let's start with water. Like, you know, what yeah. would be, the, what would be the hierarchy there? I would do an aqua true, just a countertop. If you want it like a countertop pitcher, um, if you're, if you have budget conscious, those are a few hundred dollars, I think. And I would do that, add some minerals back in. I like Quinton Hypertonic, but you could also do, I know you like the ocean blue, Omni ocean blue. I am a huge fan of Soleil these days. And so, and you've been making a lot of results with Soleil. You've been so. making a lot of Soleil water, which is very inexpensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's S-O-L-E, Soleil water. Um, but yeah, you can just get an AquaTrue countertop, add some minerals back into it. That's going to be huge. And then if you want to buy those hydrogen tablets and pop a hydrogen tablet in there, that also helps mitigate um, the effects of non-native EMF. There have been some studies on that. So I would do that for water. Um, unplugging the Wi-Fi, obviously, we already talked about that. Instead of needing to buy anything, just unplug it at night um, lamps and stop turning on the overhead lights and then get a bulb that is, you don't necessarily even have to go red. You can do red, but they have, um, I think Huga is one that I've used that I have that's blue light blocking. And it's, 
like 1600 kelvins, which is the same um, intensity as sunset and sunrise. So we'll use those with lamps. Um, do, and do you have some bulbs that you like, Carrie? Yeah. So, I mean, let me go back to the water really quickly on that yeah. one. Um, so the, and I think we have our product guides, like Sarah and I have yep. complete product guides. So if yep. you're wanting to be... catch what we're doing, yeah, we'll make sure they're linked in the, in the description here, because mm -hmm. we give, rec we give these recommendations and, and some others as well with discount codes, if you're interested, but my, um, my entry was the picture from the wellness Enter enterprise, mm -hmm. uh, the best water picture ever which filtered out, I needed something that filtered out um, as best as possible, even fluoride. Mm -hmm. And so that was a my entry point into filtration. So there is a picture even, right? Oh, if that's where fabulous. you're starting, there's a picture and that picture is probably 75 bucks. So it's, it's not, oh, the, that's not great. the cheapest picture on the market, but it did, it did the trick. It does the job. Yeah. Right. It did that's the trick. less than the aqua true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also like Gary Greenfield's um, countertop water filters. They're like gravity fed filters from um, Greenfield water solutions. Another they're, they're good ones as well, because he does a beautiful job with how he like go, they goes through the filter process, filtration process. Um, and then I do, you can, th those ones do retain some of the beneficial minerals, but like you said, remineralizing it and, and yeah, Google Soleil water and how to make it. And I use, typically I use the gray Celtic salt to make That's my, my Soleil. favorite. Yeah. Great salt, great salt. Um, and then, then like, yeah, you can continue to upgrade and you'll see in our product recommendations guide, there's mm -hmm. definitely upgrades to that, but if that's where you stay, that's great. That's yeah. great. Don't even, don't pressure yourself or anything. That's, that's great. Um, with the bulbs, it's still available where I live. It's a, it's a loophole. Okay. Edison style incandescent. Edison style incandescent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just have found nothing. And there is, I need you, I need people, I want people to be subjective about this too, mm -hmm. because you have, you have, you, someone just can't just tell you, oh, this is the best bulb, mm -hmm. but it's like, I've had clients who are like, well, people tell me I need a red led and they put red leds in their house and it makes them feel angry and, oh. and intense. And yeah. so for some clients I find, I have found it, that red increases the sympathetic nervous system. I have found, right. So they'll get a cortisol surge. They'll get the, the, it associates with anger, right. And intensity. Mm. And so just because someone says a bulb is to to do. healthy, yeah. you buy one, don't right. buy 20, buy one bulb and yeah. test it out. Yeah. And, and, and I've tested, I mean, at least 50 different bulbs and have always come back to Edison style incandescent bulbs that are like you said, color very similar color temperature, sixteen mm -hmm. to eighteen hundred Kelvin. They're amber tone. They got an amber glow to them, and we put them in lamps that have um, that that actually are. It's like a wraparound glass, almost mm -hmm. like a almost like a what would you call it? What would you call stained it? Stained like glass? A, like a stained glass. Yeah. Yep. So it just feels like just a warm glow. Yeah. Um, I also have had clients utilize um, uh, the. Assault lamps, right? You know, mm -hmm. because, with an in, mm -hmm. because those come with tiny incandescent bulbs as well and have a mm -hmm. warm glow. Those just resonate with me so deeply in terms mm -hmm. of still being able to see what's going on in my space, but it just feeling very, very soothing. Yeah. Yeah. I like those a lot too. Yeah. I feel like you do have to test out to see because everyone wants the perfect light bulb for them. And I'm like, yeah, test it and see how it makes you feel. Um, because, like you said, the red might not really resonate with you for whatever reason. And my husband would be pissed if I put red bulbs in. Now, Dr. Sarah, Sarah Pio has been talking a lot about using UV bulbs. 
Uh, I've heard her with that. We chatted yeah. briefly. Yeah. yeah. She's been talking about that a lot. What do you think about UV bulbs? Well, you know, I think it's fascinating, right? And we're talking about black light, right? The mm-hmm. UV black light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, UV is technically not a wavelength that we're going to see, right? It's, a, right? it's outside of the visible spectrum. Mm-hmm. But if we've, I don't know, I mean, my my experience with with bulb, with those wave bulbs were probably from like a college party, you know, yeah. when you had to, mm-hmm. what did you like? I write used on to have one in my or... bedroom. So yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so it does, it, it'll illuminate the space, but in a softer way for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fascinating thing to play around with because my only experience is the um, anecdotal evidence from John Ott's book. Mm. He, he wrote health and light mm-hmm. and um, his, he interviewed this hotel that used black lights as part of just their decor because it made their menu pop out. And so just having a conversation with the hotel manager, the restaurant manager and staff, he basically asked them, so how is it? Like, I bet you it's tough retaining work, like workers here at this restaurant. And I bet you get a lot of turnover. And it, he said, the, the manager said, no, we've had the same staff for decades. They rarely what? call in sick. They love being here. They they all talk about what a good, uh, happy atmosphere it feels like. And that's where you recognize that UVA light is what we even talk about that stimulates things like serotonin and mm-hmm. dopamine. And so I'm, I think that there's something to it for sure. And yep. um, it's just not something I've played around with. Yeah, I haven't either. And I, I know that that would look really funky in the house at night too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. a lot of the other thing too, is like a lot of people, and I, I am a believer too. I just feel like a warm tone, like a mm-hmm. campfire is yeah. really what we were designed to be around Yeah, I think as so too. light at night. And yeah. so that's what really for me just feels like, yes, that's just very soothing. And you're going to wear blue blockers with hopefully. the bulbs anyway, hopefully. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I recommend. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. So we've got water. And then we didn't even mention, you can get an analemma one to structure that water. If you want to as well, yep. stir it up, um, bulbs, unplug the Wi-Fi. What are we missing here? Well, we're going to do a whole podcast, I think on red light therapy. Yes. And so we'll say yes. those kind of like recommendations for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, keep it simple, right? Keep yeah. Start simple and don't, don't beat yourself up if you don't feel like you're doing it perfectly. Right. I'm still not doing it perfectly. And no. it's been about a 10 year process. And and I tell people this in my, my group all the time as well. It's like, I've written down, like one time I just sat down and wrote down all the changes I've made for the past 10 years that I thought were beneficial to my health. And my list was 200 items long. Wow. If I were to give that 200 item list to someone, a client would be like, do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a recipe for failure. Absolute Mm -hmm. failure that I would never think about doing that. So just make note, every little thing you do Mm -hmm. just has this cumulative effect over time. And eventually you'll get to that threshold of, wow, look at all these things I've done that just feel so supportive, but don't push yourself to doing it perfectly right off the bat. Exactly. That's that's exactly right on is just don't try to do everything all at once. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Know that your kids are resilient. You know, if there is some sort of a mitochondrial issue going on, depression, anxiety, then maybe I would consider trying to make some accommodations for them. Um, but overall, if they're healthy, they're happy, they love their school, you know, 
and maybe see how they do and, and try to do everything you can quantumly at home to support them. And I think that's the best that you can do, right? And don't beat yourself up for not being perfect because this stress that I think people go through once they understand this information, once they understand light, people can freak out and think like, oh my gosh, I my husband turned on an overhead light at 10 o'clock at night. Um, and then I flipped it back off. Did he just ruin everything for me? No, your brain is not stupid. A flash of light for a few seconds at 10 o'clock at night is not going to kill your melatonin production for that night. Like it's a, it's a little flash, but you go back to darkness. You're okay. It's not, it's not going to ruin everything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like that perfectionist mentality is more oftentimes more toxic than mm-hmm. and any of the quote unquote bad lighting or things that or non-native EMFs that we've been discussing mm-hmm. as well, because it just it just overloads your mitochondria and your nervous system with stress. Exactly. And that has a really far reaching effect in terms of suppressing energy production and just putting you in this heightened state of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So just <laughs> no need to be perfect. Exactly. And there's other things you can do, like harmonizing your home. I know you've been really into biogeometry. I love biogeometry. I love yeah. the cosmic tower. I love a lot of different things yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've got a cosmic tower too now, thanks to you. We've got <laughs> we've got Leela Q's, we've got a cosmic Leela tower. Q's, great company. Yeah. 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 So there's, I mean, there's things you can do to harmonize as well. And it's not just woo-woo. I mean, I think it's really legit. You just have to be careful with some of these companies. Like you have to know like that they're actually legit. They're not ripping you off because there are a lot of crazy ripoff companies in the industry. Putting a sticker on your phone is not going to do anything. Um, So don't buy those. Don't do that. Just try to keep your cell phone away from you. And, but also don't fall into the mindset, which I did of of all harmonizing is BS. Right. And because I can't pick up the effect of the harmonization on my EMF meter, right? Right. Like just because you're not seeing a reduction in your EMF meter doesn't mean it's not actually changing. It's not transforming the the wave form to actually be one that's not biologically damaging. I, I went down that rabbit hole and I was, you know, I was enlightened by, by everything that I've known and actually has been it's been known since antiquity, frankly, about how we can harmonize the energy in our space. Yeah, that's important because a lot of us can't, you know, with families, with kids, we can't move out to the country and move off the grid as much as we may want to. It's just not going to be realistic when you've got three kids in school. You know, I've got a kid that needs a lot of support with different therapies and things like that. And we rely on community support and we need community support. Um, So it's not like we could just move off grid. Yeah, it sounds great and awesome, but how realistic is it? And then even if you move off grid, like you and I have been talking about there, you can't control when they're going to throw up a tower. You can't control satellites. (laughs) Like this, a lot of this stuff, we can't escape from it. And so freaking out about it, trying to be perfect and running around with your EMF meter all the time, like, you know, worrying all the time is not productive for you or for your family, not good for your health or their health. And so we have to, I think, learn how to, uh, to have a certain attitude about this stuff so that it is health promoting, right? 
Yeah. You know, that's what I call it. I just say it's like resiliency in, in mm-hmm. all the different ways. Like how am I building resiliency? Well, there's mindset. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things I can do. Like I can cold plunge to become more mm-hmm. resilient. Yeah. I can sauna to become more resilient. I can get into nature to become more like mm-hmm. I can build resiliency in a lot of different ways. And so you're exactly right. I think the tendency from just my personal experience with this, but also seeing people get the glimmer of quantum health and quantum biology and then diving into it. And then like, it's like they get into that. Like once you understand, like you said, you kind of go all in. Um, and that's where it's really easy to get caught up in the, Mm -hmm. in the almost like becoming obsessive to a fault about everything. So we're just hoping to catch you. If you're in that, if you're in that time of, of your learning journey here and, or if you haven't gotten there, or if you can kind of see your body heading in that direction, it try to steer clear of that. If at all possible, it doesn't have to be perfect to be effective. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think that that pretty much wraps it up. Do you have anything else to add, Carrie? No, no. Also though, um, last thing, yeah, last thing, (laughs) family, family members don't necessarily want unsolicited Mm -mm. advice about their lifestyles. So uh, keep it to yourself and wait for them to ask you and approach you. Agreed. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. It's a great place to end things. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for watching and listening. 